Do I have the real estate agent for you? First of all, listen carefully. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, is the absolute best time to sell your home. Low inventory, still low rates, unheard of prices going for homes. Most homes go for for above asking price. You need to call Ann Dresser Coker. Ann Dresser Coker at 303-229-6464. That's 303-229-6464. Why? Because she's the best. It's that simple. Once again, voted the number one real estate person by sales in Denver. She's number one in 5280. Everywhere you look, she is at Lib Sotheby's. Give her a call at 303-229-6464. She sold over 150 homes last year alone. She loves what she does. She has repeat customers because of that. She's the best. And you want to go with the best. You want to maximize your profits. Now's the time to sell your home. If you're on the other side, if you're a buyer, give her a call as well. Again, it's Ann Dresser Coker, 303-229-6464 at Live Sotheby's. Steel is the best as well. S-T-I-H-L. They're internationally renowned for their products. And there's been a big push for battery-operated steel products. And I've been on board with battery-powered steel products for a number of years, and you should as well, because they have uh, great tools from trimmers to blowers to the biggest chainsaws you'll find. It's not just uh, weekend warriors like us. It's also the professionals uh, that use steel around the globe. STIHL, you'll find a dealer around the corner from you because there's more than 10,000. They have electric, if that's your thing. They still have naturally gas powered as well. But you got to check out their battery powered products. Go to steelusa.com or steeldealers.com and you'll be blown away by the number of choices you have. Again, it's STIHL, steeldealers.com. This week. On the Drew Goodman Podcast, where to begin? We've got Carlos Gonzalez talking about life after his playing days. Of course, I miss playing. Uh, I don't think, I mean, you can you can ask a 70-year-old ex-big league player and, and ask him if you missed the game, of course. You know, we were born to compete. It's always, uh, it's always in, our, in our DNA. And Cargo has some good stories. Also, a blockbuster signing for the Colorado Rockies. And of course... Russell Wilson. Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast wherever you find podcasts. And tell a friend. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is show number 140 on the Drew Goodman Podcast. We uh, thank all of you for being uh, loyal listeners. What a week in Colorado in the Rocky Mountain region. Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos and one Chris Bryant, shocking all of baseball, signs with the Colorado Rockies. So a lot to do today in front of, as you heard, a sit-down interview with Carlos Gonzalez, who, if you've listened to this podcast, if you've uh, watched 
on AT&T Sportsnet and going back to when it was Root Sports and Fox Sports through the years, you know that Cargo is not only one of your favorites of all time, he's one of my favorite athletes, whether it was football, basketball, baseball, hockey, that I've had the opportunity to get to know. Love the guy. He's tremendous. And uh, we have a, a wonderful conversation coming up in a little bit. Uh, big thanks uh, to the DNVR folks. Uh, want to give them a shout out. Patrick Lyons uh, producing some uh, great material down at spring training, and I join him once a week. So make sure you uh, download the DNVR Rockies podcast and, and all of their uh, stuff as well. They got you covered. All right. Russell Wilson is a Bronco. We will get to that in a moment because Chris Bryant is a Colorado Rocky. And I have to tell you what, I'm uh, actually uh, in the interest of letting you all know uh, a little bit behind the scenes. I'm not recording this in my home as I normally do in my uh, makeshift studio. I'm down in Florida watching uh, one of my boys play college baseball. And so I'm recording this in a rental car. Hopefully the sound's Great, because my man Marky always makes sure the sound is as good as it can possibly be, so he's going to work his magic on this one. Uh, but uh, I'm sitting here in a dark parking lot in my rental car, and I'm fired up, man, because Chris Bryant shocked baseball. And he probably shocked all of you who follow the Rockies in that he signed with the Rockies. And you you may have been following on Twitter over the last several days, ever since the CBA was signed, you know, the rumors that, uh, you know, Chris Bryant is being heavily pursued by the Rockies. You know, he was being heavily pursued by Philadelphia. His childhood friend, who's remained a very close friend, Bryce Harper, um, was putting the full court press on him. You know there were other teams interested in Chris Bryant, who just turned 30 in January. And you read that the Rockies were involved. And, you know, good reporters are obligated to pass along what they learn. But I'm sure you were dismissive of the chances that Chris Bryant would actually sign with the Rockies. I mean, after all, I mean, let's be honest. Most of the stuff attached to the Rockies the last couple of years has been negative. The Nolan Arenado uh, fallout and the fact that, you know, he had... You know, it was kind of a he said, he said type of thing, and the relationship got broken, and ultimately he gets traded away. Trevor Story does not get traded, but opts to sign elsewhere, and he is still out there as we tape this on a Wednesday night. And you're saying everything around the Rockies has been negative. My two favorite players are gone. Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story, probably the, the best left side infield in all of baseball, gone. And a couple of years ago, DJ LeMahieu left, went to the Yankees. It's, it's been, it's been a rough ride since the playoffs of 17 and 18 for Rockies fans. And I get it. I understand. I feel your pain. I've told you that before. And so you're thinking, all right, so the Rockies are flirting with, Chris Bryant. They ain't going to sign Chris Bryant. He ain't coming here. Too much negativity. There's going to be better options for him. And then the news came down. For me, it was it was about two hours ago. In fact, I was doing the DNVR podcast when it came down. And in fact, he signs with the Rockies. And I'm telling you, this is this is unbelievably fabulous news. And I know there are a lot of cynics out there and says, oh, the Rockies still have a long way to go. 
they may have a ways to go. But unlike Cincinnati and unlike Oakland, they're trying to win. And they're trying to win right now. And we know there's an extra playoff team, an extra wild card in both leagues. We know that they have a solid rotation, even minus John Gray. Pretty good rotation. I've said this before. There's a a great number of teams that would trade their top four for the Rockies' top four. And they need some good stories, we know, with some some young guys all of a sudden emerging. Every team does. Is this the year Sam Hilliard breaks out and we're singing his praises throughout the year? Perhaps. Connor Joe. I mean, he was impressive last year till he got hurt. But now they have another guy. They need a guy. And Chris Bryant's a guy. And in this day and age, also in baseball, you need positional versatility. I got after some people on Twitter, uh, which is easy to do. And I actually um, hold back most of the time. I kind of shake my head at at some of the negativity on Twitter and and the idiocy, quite frankly, on Twitter. But there were people saying, well, if I was Ryan McMahon, I'd demand a trade immediately. Uh, Hello. Chris Bryant, if you do your homework, is not has was not signed by the Rockies to play third base, not even you know exclusively. He was signed to be a middle of the order bat and to play a number of spots. He can start at all three outfield spots, including center field. He runs exceptionally well, especially for a big man. He's six five two thirty. Yes, he plays third base. He can also play first base. So. Ryan McMahon, who has infield positional versatility and really could play any spot, including shortstop, but third, second, first, now you you can move pieces around the chessboard. You also have the luxury of a DH, C.J. Crone, Charlie Blackman. You get them off their feet. That's in the National League now this year. So this this was a, a, a great sign because they needed another impactful bat. It also tells the fans, we're trying to win. And also, here's something that, you know, may have been spoken about, but maybe not as prominently. And that is, Chris Bryant's a Scott Boris client. And typically, and the Rockies aren't alone, they're one of those teams that, you know, didn't do a lot of business with Scott Boris clients because it becomes, and Boris is great at what he does. People love to hate on him, but he's great at what he does. He maximizes the paychecks that his players get. And the fact that the Rockies were able to get a deal done with a prominent Scott Boris' client, I think that bodes well for the future, and it also speaks to other players around baseball. And so, yes, there was a ton of negative publicity when the whole Arenado thing shook out, and more with Trevor Story now departing the Rockies. But Colorado's doing everything they can to change the narrative. And they're a much better baseball team as of two hours ago than they were prior to that. And they've made some other subtle moves, too. Chad Cool, um, you know, back-end rotation guy. You need, you're going to need nine, ten starting pitchers. You knock on wood that, that 
your rotation stays healthy, but the reality is you're going to need depth there. Ryan Rolison is a young left-hander, former first-round pick. Peter Lambert, you know, talented guy coming off Tommy John. He got in very late last year. So that adds depth. Um, getting Alex Colomay, who's saved over 150 games in his big league career, that was a surprising sign because pitchers, as you know, aren't normally signing with Colorado. So they've made some under-the-radar moves also. They needed a shortstop. They needed a, scap- a stopgap until Ezekiel Tovar, who's a really well-thought-of shortstop prospect, is ready to go at the big league level, which is probably you know, at least a year, maybe two years away. And so Jose Iglesias, a guy with a little bit of pop, really good glove, veteran shortstop, he signed to play um, short in the middle of that infield. So the Rockies have improved. And as I said, you know, a few minutes ago, you need good stories. I say that every spring training. The Dodgers, for all of their talent year in and year out, they need some good stories. They need some positive stories to reach the promised land. And the Rockies are going to need that in addition to signing Chris Bryant. I was sitting at dinner with my son, uh, you know, literally minutes ago, and I said, all right, what's your opening day starting lineup? And he came up by position. We didn't do the batting order. And he came up with the exact lineup I did. So on April 8th, when the Rockies start with the Dodgers, this is my best guess as to how they'll align. Elias Diaz behind the plate. C.J. Crone, who they re-signed in the offseason, had a good year for the Rockies last year. He'll be at first base. Brendan Rodgers, now a second, full second-year guy. I mean, he had been up prior to last year ready maybe to break out. Jose Iglesias at short. Ryan McMahon at third. Connor Joe in left. Sam Hilliard in center. And in right field, newly acquired Chris Bryant with Herman Marcus on the mound. That would be my best educated guess as to how the Rockies will align on April 8th when they tee it up against the Dodgers. Want to throw something out there that um, you know could happen in the coming days? The Rockies now have a number of outfielders, and they also have an outfielder that you know he plays his tail off and has done some nice things in a Rockies uniform. That I'm sure is going to be of some interest to some other teams out there. And it'll be interesting if the Rockies, I, I think they may very well do this. And what I'm alluding to is, is Rymel Tapia may try to see what they can get for him because you still have, well, we mentioned Hilliard. Um, you know, you have Daza in terms of depth. You have Garrett Hampson, who's your super utility guy, can play in the infield, plays a really good center field. Um, so because of that, Rymel Tapia could very well be expendable. Anyhow, it's really exciting, man. It's really exciting. I'm tickled that the CBA got settled. We did a special edition of the podcast last week. I talked a lot about that. I love baseball. I love to see the Rockies do well, like all of you. And it's the time of year as a baseball fan where your your juices are flowing. Spring training, I know, got put off, but it's happening now. And and I had a big bounce in my step. But, man, now now I'm doing leaps because this is going to be an interesting, team to watch and I've heard by the way that Chris Bryan it wasn't just oh you know he's got paid a ton of money we understand that but 
Chris Bryant really wanted to be in Denver, and that was great to hear. It was really cool to hear that. So that's all good. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of topics. I'm going to be down at spring training starting on Monday, heading from Florida, uh, basically directly to Scottsdale. So we'll have a lot more uh, on Chris Bryant, reflections on watching the Rockies um, as the season will rapidly approach since it's a very abbreviated spring training. The other huge news in town, and, and uh, this was so awesome to see also was the trade for Russell Wilson. And I mentioned this last week because the news had come out. I mean, this is great, man. This is this is so good. The Broncos, we know they haven't had a quarterback since Peyton Manning. They've drafted guys. They've signed guys. They've made moves for guys. And, and nothing, nothing truly worked. And it's not a shoddy at the most recent guy, Teddy Bridgewater, who's now down in Miami. It's just that they didn't have that guy. And you have to have that guy to win big in the NFL. Well, not only did they get a big-time winner, a Super Bowl champ, a future Hall of Famer who's younger than Peyton Manning when he came here, but they got a guy with a similar amount of charisma to Peyton Manning, and he's all in. I love the history of the game. And uh, Broncos country is about the history of the game. And I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about wearing the blue and orange. I'm proud to be a Bronco. It's an honor. It's a gift. I came here for one reason, and that's to win. And that's what I believe in. So every day, what you're going to get from me is that mentality. You're going to get that juice. You're going to get that energy. You're going to get that focus. And we're going to do it together. And uh, Broncos country, let's ride. So ride, Bronco country, ride. You got your quarterback in Russell Wilson, and immediately the expectations, as they should, have been ratcheted up. Gregory comes from Dallas. Wasn't that wild? By the way, it looks like he's going to sign back with Dallas, and he comes to Denver. Uh, That will improve the pass rush. Interesting times uh, with the Denver Broncos. Before I drop off uh, Russell Wilson, and I told a story about Russell Wilson last week when did one of his games when he was with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson has a distinction now, as you well know. He's played for half of the major teams in Colorado. You know, I got drafted in baseball June 8, 2010 by the Colorado Rockies. And uh, <clears throat> the next day, my dad passed away. And it was one of the hardest days of my life because it was the highest of the highest of the lowest of the lowest within 24 hours. And how the Colorado, Colorado Rockies organization took, took hold of me took care of me. Uh, Billy Schmitz, Mother Greats, uh, Jay, uh, a lot of other great people uh, in this community uh, really took me on their wing, and, and it, was, it really meant a lot to me along the, along the way, knowing that it was, even though it was a hard time, people supported. I, had, I remember my locker being between Todd Helton and Tula Lewitsky and, and some other greats and um, Matt Holliday, different people, Cargo. So I was fortunate to be around some amazing people, and this city has meant a lot to me even from back then. What a great setup for Russell Wilson for this week's guest. He mentions Carlos Gonzalez. And he is this week's Ideal Home Loans interview of the week. Tremendous guy, tremendous Rocky, and always fun to spend some time with. Here's Cargo. Hi. It is always not good. It's always great to catch up with Cinco. Cargo, my man, how are you? I'm doing amazing about yourself, man. I'm doing I'm doing well. Um it's uh, it's good. I know we were just chit chatting kind of off the air that 
we feel like we're on the other side of that pandemic. Does it feel that way down in Miami? Absolutely. You know, uh, two years ago, we decided. I decided, me and my wife, we decided to move here. And it's been great, you know, especially for our kids because they, they have some more stuff to do here. You know, we have the ocean in the back. They can play in the sand. Uh, there's a bunch of kids, too, in the building. So uh, it's been great, man. I, I know it's been uh, difficult for for the most part, especially for some other people. But, uh, you know, hopefully things continue to get better. I know there's a war going on right now, which, uh, you know, makes things harder. But uh, we all we all healthy. We all safe. So we got to be thankful about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's well put. It, it's funny because um, uh, as we tape this, I'm up in, in your old stomping grounds up in Orlando, and that's where you used to train with uh, – I, I used to kid you. I said all you have to do is blow a whistle and like 50 big leaguers kind of rolled out of the house and you all could, could work out. Uh, do, do, you, do you miss it at all? I know you've kept yourself in great shape. Um, ha- have you made the transition in your mind? Yeah, man. It's, uh, obviously, at uh, the beginning, it's a lot harder. But I think family is always uh, it's always good to to help with that. So uh, you know, just being able to be at home and, and watch my kids grow. Um, I know we talked about it before and how how everything happened so quick. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's been fun to just be out here and uh, you know share their daily things and you know do just do the small things that we were not able to do when we were playing baseball. You know, just taking the kids to school, picking them up, uh, take them to their activities. So it's been great. You know, I, 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 still, I still work out every day. You know, I'm only 36 years old, so I work out. I'm not doing any baseball um, baseball stuff, but uh, I always try to stay uh, active and, you know, just have a, just have a healthy life. And But, yeah, man, you know, of course I miss playing. Uh, I don't think – I mean, you can you can ask a 70-year-old ex, a big league player and, and ask him if he missed the game, of course. You know, we were born to compete. It's always, uh, it's always in our, in our DNA. But, um, you know, it's part of life. And, uh, you know, we all, like I said, we all happy to, you know, especially my kids, uh, they're super happy to, you know, get to see daddy every morning. That's awesome. And, um, so your retirement's going to last longer than Tom Brady's? <laughs> Man, I watched that, I watched that on the news the other day and I was, I was laughing, you know, my wife. I was telling my wife that's the hardest thing because um, that was Sunday. I flew back home uh, two days ago from Arizona when I, I spent some time there with the with the Rockies uh, prospects, and and I saw that Tom Brady went to to watch Cristiano Ronaldo playing, and one of the things that the camera uh, caught was when Cristiano asked Brady if he was done. And sooner than later, a couple hours later, this guy came out and said he was playing another year. <laughs> because <laughs> that's the hard thing, you know, when when someone that is in the ground and someone, you know, who's been a super athlete asks you if you're done, you know, it just gives you those it, it just gives you that uh, you know, that extra boost that you just wanna continue to play. But um we'll see man. Uh, I always I always uh I always enjoy every uh every part of my every part of my life. Right now, uh, uh this is what I'm doing so I'm happy with it and but you know, we, we never know what the future holds for us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thrilled, and I know Rockies fans. It got a lot of play, Cargo, that you and Todd were down uh, for a week in spring training and working out with, uh, you know, with the next generation, if you will. Um, first of all, before we get into the next generation, uh, it, 
did did Helton do it? Is he as crazy as ever? I'll start with that. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> you know what? It was so awesome to get to see Todd. You know, he's always on his own program. You know, fishing and hunting and stuff, and busy right. with his daughters. But uh, you know, first thing I did when I saw him down in Arizona, you know, I gave him a big hug. I I I showed him how pumped I was to see him. You know, he's He's an amazing person, and obviously everybody knows what type of player he was. But, and you know, it's it was amazing to spend a week with him, you know, get him up in the morning and get to see him again, uh, get to see the old hat and the Rockies hat and a, and a uniform and never gets old. So, uh, you know, it was, it was great. You know, we had, we had such a good time. Uh, we were able to work with, with kids and, you know, obviously chat with them, have meetings with them, talk about, you know, all the things that we learned over our careers and you know i still learn a lot just just by sitting there and then just uh hearing one of the greatest uh hitters i've ever seen and, and you know with, with number 17 around me so it's always great to get chuck yeah it's funny i was texting with him last week and he cracks me up because he's he's he goes from now he took time obviously it was awesome to be down there with you working out but then like today or the other day, he's like, "Yeah, I'm at the beach and I'm playing golf." And then he's probably going on a hunting trip. I mean, it's the, 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 that's <laughs> yeah, that's what he told me. He says, "You know, I asked him if he was going home. He said, no, 'No, I'm going. I'm going to Florida, so I'm going to be close to you. But I'm going to, I'm going to be playing some golf and and doing the, the the activities that I love to do. So, you know, it's always great to see that. You know, like I say, it's always great to see him. I'm so happy that he's healthy and uh, you know he's doing things that makes him happy." Absolutely. So what were your impressions, man? I know I'll start with Zach Veen because, as, as you know, Cargo, he was a really high pick out of, out of Florida, out of a high school in, down here. And um, what what were your impressions working with him? Tremendous athlete. You know, uh, obviously he's, he's still super young, which is amazing, uh, you know, all the things that he's capable of. Uh, so, uh, you know, just being, a, just being there every morning, uh you know, pushing these guys and and see their faces uh, whenever they see us around, and it was priceless. You know, uh, they were they were super happy, and you know, off, uh, at the end of, at the end of the camp when when we were leaving, you know, they showed the, they showed us a lot of love and appreciation. So uh, I think that's what that's what it's all about. You know, just passing the knowledge that we have. We work together. Zach uh, is a tremendous kid willing to learn, which is makes every, everything uh, a lot easier for us. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, the one thing that I that I told him, you know, just, just continue to grow, continue to learn, uh, continue to push yourself every day because uh, you, you're you going to have a bright future. And, uh, you know, but the most important is stay healthy and stay out of trouble. You know, and, uh, all the things are going to come to you are going to come to you and, but uh, it's it's amazing to work with this kid, man. There's a lot of talent, and it's impressive, uh, you know how how they can do a lot of things, especially at a young age. Do you, Cargo, do you find that you're talking, and, and maybe Todd also talking more about the mental side of not just the game, but of also being a big leaguer, as opposed to technically, hey, where your hands are, and and you know that sort of thing when you're when you're dealing with these kids. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I always start by saying that. I always start, oh, you guys are here for a reason. You know, there's a lot of coaches around you guys every morning that are going to try to make adjustments on, on things in, in your game, uh, whether it's swing or, you know, running the bases. But, you know, all these guys have the ability to be big, big players. Now, 
it's on their hands, uh, in their hands to, to continue to develop. And yeah, you know, we talk more about mental stuff. Uh, obviously we talk about hitting and, and things like that, but we never talk mechanics. We talk about how we approach the game, how the, the way we see things, the way we scout the game. And, you know, they loved it because, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to, it's, it's difficult when you, uh, when you're, uh, a position player or a pitcher and you know, you always have somebody who's trying to change something on, on you that you've been doing for a long time. And, you know, I share my experience with, with Don Baylor when I first started, you know, uh, in the minor leagues, I used to, ever since I was a little kid, I used to hit with a leg kick. So I shared that with, with the kids. I used to hit with a leg kick and, and then during my minor league career, um, you know, I got rid of it and I was able to, uh, I was able to hit the ball hard and, 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 and continue to put numbers because, you know, God blessed me with, uh, with a good swing and good hands. And, but, uh, in the big league level at the beginning of my career, I had a little rough time. So Don was the one who, uh, who, uh, you know, got me back into my leg kick and that's when everything, everything clicked. So, but it tells you that that's what tells you about, you know, this game, you know, it's not about physical, you know, you, you have to have the mental strength and, and always, uh, be willing to, uh, to explore yourself and, and, and push yourself to the next level. I always felt, and, and I've told you this before, and I think we've probably discussed this, um, before. One, one of your great strengths, despite whatever was happening in your game, because I don't care who you are, and you're obviously a great player, but you're going to have, you know, you're going to have tough stretches. It does not matter who you are. That's the game of baseball. And you are always able, Cargo, you know, I don't know what was going on under the surface, but outwardly with teammates, with members of the media, with, the, you know, with people you interacted, you were always kind of, you know, even keel, always really upbeat, quite frankly. Um, is Is that something you can teach somebody or it's either in your DNA or it's not? Well, I don't know if it's uh, part of the pure DNA, but uh, that was something that I always uh, remind. Uh, I used to remind my, uh, remind myself. You know, you're playing the game you love, and I also I talk I talk about it. I talk about I talk about this for like an hour with the kids. I say, hey, listen, I know we all here for you know we all want to get to the, the big league level, and you know we all want to make money because that's how you support your. This is how you, we support our families. But at the end of the day, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you're playing a game, you're playing the game you love, uh, and you're playing this game with, uh, you're surrounded by, by, by a lot of great people. And, you know, just be good. It's very important to be a, a good person, a good teammate. Uh, just make sure that, you know, it doesn't matter if you go for four with four strikeouts, you know, if, if you win the game, remember, if you're in the lineup, you have something to do with that win. And that's what we played the game for. We played the game to win. Obviously, I'm not saying that if you strike out, you should not be worried. But you you can show up the next day with a with a big smile and a great attitude and 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 push yourself to to get out to get out of that hole. And you know, uh, a lot of kids were were very, very excited. And of course, the coaches were glad to hear that because you know when you grind and then you play in 162 games. There's gonna be a lot of ups and downs, so, you know. There's no doubt. You know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have rough places, but if you have the right mindset and the right attitude, you know, you can overcome anything. And that's something that I always saw. Uh, you know, that I'm proud of. I'm proud to share with 
with all the people that, that were involved in my career. You know, you guys made you guys made my career a lot easier because you know it doesn't matter what the numbers were. You know, we always uh, sit in the corner of the dugout and we share a smile and then we say we. We, we tell jokes to each other, and uh, you know, when it was time to go, uh, obviously I was I was serious about it, and I always pushed myself to be better. But uh, I'm sure you guys, uh, you know, all the people that were around me, uh, make everything things a lot easier. Well, it rubs off on people. I mean, it really does. It, it even obviously I, I didn't play, so it, it, but it rubbed off on me. You know, being being around upbeat people, we all strive to to do that I think in our lives and especially in such a difficult environment as as baseball um, if you were struggling but you were upbeat as you always were that rubs off on on other people and it's a it's a great yeah it's a great attribute you guys have to grind the same way we grind you know uh, I'm sure it's a lot easier for you to call a game when the team is doing well than when the team is doing bad you know but you always have to bring your A game and you have to be positive and and you know, always to remind people that you know, uh, everything everything has an end. It's either good or bad. You know, as eventually it's gonna be over, and uh, you gotta have the the, the 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 right mindset. You know, I know it's really difficult, but you have to stay positive. And we always try to make a good environment around ourselves. You know, just just have fun out there, and uh, you know, either you know during batting practice when you guys were down there, we always share a smile and we tell jokes, and then. For me, it was like, okay, now we're ready. It's go time. Everybody's smiling, but now we got to go out there and compete and win the game. Yeah, you know, I get I get that question a fair amount from fans, and and one of the things I say after I, I always say, you know, we're we're privileged to do what we do, and and you know, I feel you know so fortunate to do what what I've been doing for a long period of time. But you know, when it comes to wins and losses, which obviously we have no effect on, but I do say. Winning beats the shit out of losing, no matter what, whether you're playing or you're broadcasting, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, you have you you live it. You you you're part of the team, uh, the brother. You you represent a team. You represent uh, the Rockies, and you know when we do good, you know I can tell I can tell by the way you walk by that you know down the field. You know everything is so smooth, everything is going great. But you know when you have one of those uh, tough years, it, it makes it harder. And uh, but you know you were. You were really good doing that too, and then you still do. You, uh, you were always positive, always bring great energy to to us. So that's why, that's why we love you, and we, uh, you know, we always uh, love uh, having a having a talk with you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Hey, other guys, we talked about Zach Bean. Who else? Uh, anybody else jump out at you a little bit? Cargo the kids. Montgomery is a really good outfielder too. Obviously, for me, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with the outfielders, so I always trying sure. to pick my brain up. So Montgomery is. Uh, you know, a skinny, a skinny, tall kid who can hit the ball hard, very smart. You know, we we chat a couple of times during batting practice, and you know, I ask him questions to see how every, uh, how he approaches the game. He's very smart and uh, very athletic. Uh, Doyle, uh, what a what a great athlete too. Uh, uh, right fielder with a cannon. You know, this guy is like six four, two hundred and. I don't know, 225 pounds of muscle, and he runs like a deer. So for me, it's a, it's very impressive to see these young guys uh, just go out there and, and 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 you know perform and continue to get better every single day. So it was fun, man, and it, it was fun for me to just be out there with them. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm just naming a few, but there's plenty of talent there. 
and all these kids were great to me and I was great to them. So there we go. Yeah. Hey, did you, by the way, did any of the old men show up? Like specifically, did Blackman show up while you were still there? Uh, no, uh, I, I had the chance to, uh, to catch up with some of the guys. Uh, Blackman did, te he, he texted me when he found out that I was down in Sprint. He says, oh, secrets in town. How long are you going to be there? But he was very upset when I said that I was leaving Sunday. He <laughs> 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 wanted me to stay longer. So I, 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 get there, there, I get there Monday and you're leaving Sunday. I, I was looking forward to see you. But, you know, I told him that we, we, we have plenty of time to catch up. Uh, Chuck, I, I love him. And um, I had the opportunity to talk to Hanson. You know, McMahon was there. Chassin, I got the, I got the chance to see Chassin and uh, Freeland, uh, Armand Marquez. You know, they wanted to keep me there. <laughs> so I said, no, I had to go home. I got to go see my kids. Uh, but they, they wanted to keep me there. And, uh, you know, we had a good time. And, you know, but we always stay in touch. You know, I, I feel like I never left the clubhouse because every other day I get a FaceTime from them. And, you know, it, it, it's always the same question. I need some cargo time. I need... And it kind of makes me it makes me smile. So I'm like, I got to I always gotta throw a joke out there so they can they can stay loose and, and continue to play the game hard. That's that's a great attribute that you have, man. You 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 are uplifting to people. We'll have more with Carlos Gonzalez in a moment, but first this for Ideal Home Loans. Man, if you need to save money, if you're in a quandary because you're buying a new house and you got to pay what you have to pay because the market's gone nuts, or you say, do I still have the opportunity to refinance? You need to call Brent Ivinson and his wonderful team at Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. That's 303-867-7000. Ideal Home Loans, as I love to tell you, they've been in business in Colorado for more than 20 years. They're down in Arizona, and they're wonderful at what they do. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've saved countless people lots of money, and that's why people return to them. They don't go and hunt another mortgage lender because they know they have a good one once they hook up with Ideal Home Loans. So give them a call, 303-867-7000, 303-867-7000, and you'll see what I've been talking about. Got to start your day with Boyer's Coffee. It's the best way to start your day. Smooth and perfectly brewed each and every time. Since 1965, they've been brewing in the Rocky Mountain area, uh, not only locally owned and operated, but uh, they've been such a, a great member of the community, uh, philanthropic and uh, caring about the environment for years and years. And they have great choices for you if you go to boyerscoffee.com and you can order your coffee online, have it delivered as I do to your house. They got the uh, the K pods, which I use, um, which I think are great. But you know, you can get your coffee any different way. But they have all kinds of other products as well. So I encourage you to go to BoyersCoffee.com and see what's cooking because there's always deals as well that's going to save you some dollars. That's BoyersCoffee.com. Now back to more with Cinco, Carlos Gonzalez. Now, let, let me ask you this. You're, you're back working, you know, in spring training with the club. Does it give you the itch to, you know, have a more expanded role with the Rockies? 
Well, obviously right now I don't have like a, you know, a specific role. You know, everything started with a conversation. Uh, Bill Smith gave me a phone call and he was, you know, he only said, he only said the magic word. He said, uh, we would love to have you here. So I'm, I, I find myself sometimes to, to go out there and, uh, you know, share the, share the time with, with the youngsters and, you know, that's, that's how, that's how everything started. So at the end of camp, you know, obviously they were, they were super nice to me and they say how much they love having me around there. I had this, I had the chance to talk to the, to Big Mom for the owner and, uh, and everybody. So it's always great to catch up with them. Like I said, there's no specific role, but right. I told them like, Hey, is there, is, if, if there's always, if there's anything that you guys need me to do, you know, just come down and, and help whoever, you know, I'm always thankful for everything that, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you how, you know, all my feelings about how I feel about, you know, this organization. Obviously, uh, I love the Rockies and if there's anything that I can help, uh, you know, the team, uh, I'm always going to be out there for them. Yeah, you know what? I, I think it's great that Dick and, and Billy Schmidt reached out to you and, and to Todd. And, and I know Walker was there last year. Uh, I believe it was last year um, with COVID. You can't remember what happened, you know, last week. But, you know, but I, I think it's so important, Cargo, because this year will be the 30th year of Rockies baseball. And if you can bring back the great players like yourself and like Larry and like Todd and, and have them, because there's a history now, and have them part of the organization moving forward, I, I think that is so necessary and so important. Yeah, man. Um, you know, obviously when I was playing, I had the chance to see guys like Larry and, and Ellis Burks and Galarraga come down to spring training. I just remember how cool it was, you know, just having these guys and picking them with their brain and, and hearing the stories when they were, you know, smashing balls in course field and, you know, it just gives you that extra energy that you need as a player. So right now, uh, you know, I'm sure how special it was for those kids to, to get to see me and obviously uh, the best Rockies and the best rock in history, which, which is Todd. Uh, you know, it's always great to, you know, to have a legend walking by you and, you know, as a player, you, you know, you want, you look up to those guys and, and the way I did it, you know, just, just, uh, being in the outfit and seeing Larry just standing next to me, it just, it just, just gives you that extra boost. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we want to make this, uh, this organization better. And the same way when I was, when I was having those conversations with those guys, you know, as, just telling those guys that how how we play to win, and you know, one of the things that that that, that I that I wanted to do the most was winning a World Series and winning that first World Series for the for the Rockies. And obviously, it didn't happen, but uh, you know, I passed that to them, and I said, hey, that'll be super cool, just you know, just to have your name uh, in the history books and, and contributing and contributing winning World Series for this uh, great organization. Right. Hey, I gotta ask you because. Uh there's a guy out there and as as we tape this on a Tuesday afternoon in Florida uh a, a guy you played with brief I'll be it briefly but you know Chris Bryant and there's rumors it's you know it's the Rockies and and the Phillies for his services um uh, can you reach out and help out help out the purple there <laughs> that'll be great to see Chris on uh, on our side you know uh I got the chance to play with him uh we obviously share locker rooms and, 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 you know, a few times and all-star games and stuff. But 
you know, he's a tremendous guy, a great player, but, you know, more than that, he's a great uh, human being. And he loves the game. He plays the game the right way. So hopefully everything works out well. You know, like I say, if there's anything that I can do to, you know, to make this team uh, uh, better, uh, I'm always willing to do it. And uh, hopefully, like I said, he, he, he can join us and, and, and take this team to the next level. Hey, I got to ask you a couple of things about, one, a potential rule, to actually a couple of potential rule changes with that you know long drawn out cba that i know i know what you're gonna throw out there i know what you're gonna throw out there. everybody asks me the same question <laughs> uh you i'm asking you about the shift right do you shift. i hate the shift everybody knows that i hate it mm-hmm. but i'm glad i'm glad everything is going back to normal hopefully they can get rid of that and um uh, you know it's gonna help uh it's gonna help the hitters i know that the pitchers are crying but you know it's fine we hate pitchers <laughs> we want to see you know a lot of people go to the stadium and they want to see the you know great hitters and use the whole field and, and, and take advantage of the, of the whole field so uh, I think that's that's what hurts me the most you know with the shift uh, you know hitting the ball up the middle you know if I put, if I roll over and there's like three guys playing on the right side you know I should be an out but the one thing that really bothers me which is hitting a line drive over the pitcher's head and and Brandon Crocker was playing in front of the center field, and he would throw me out. <laughs> That's like, you know, they teach you that, you know, from the beginning, hey, hit the ball up the middle, hit the ball up the middle. Yeah. So I was getting robbed hitting line drives up the middle. Like, you know, like last time I used to say, diamond cutter up the middle, and I'd be running back to the dugout, which is like a word. But I think it's good for baseball. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of pitchers are upset, but – if you hit, if you hit the ball in the hole, it should be a hit. Yeah, and and you know what? It, it makes the game better because people want to see action. Also, there there's never been, as you know, Cargo. You were a wonderful athlete. There's never been better athletes in the game of baseball than there are right now. So I'd rather see there's one guy on the right side. Let him show his great athleticism to get to the baseball as opposed to, I don't have to, you know, there's, there's a guy already, you know, 20 feet to my right or left. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing that I hated about the shift was, you know, a lot of guys were, you know, making soft contact, like bat, bat swings and, and and getting singles and getting rewarded instead of, you know, a guy who hits the lines right off the middle and he was caught by the shift, so... Uh, it takes the beauty of the of, of the hitting art. You know, hitting is an art. It's, uh, you gotta be a a great hitter. I'm sure a lot of people used to be like, oh, you know what, you should hit the ball the other way. Well, you know what, I used to hit the ball the other way too. But um, a lot of times, uh, you know, you're not. It's, it's really it's really tough when when you can't find holes and uh, there's a lot of information out there. You know, uh, with uh, with the you know with the reports and stuff and the tendency of hitters. But uh, you know, just playing out of out of your position has just never made sense for me. But you know, hopefully it goes back to normal and and you can see guys play at their position and make you know a spin throw like like Tulo used to do back in the day and uh, uh, you know Story just catching the ball on uh, you know in the hole and making that spin throw. That's that's the beauty of the game. That's that's the way to feel hit and not just standing uh, and and playing an out of position. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Will you explain to people, because I I have to do this frequently when people, and and they're great baseball fans, but there's a a part where I I just think they don't understand. You're up there trying to hit 98, 
and with a wicked slider at 91 and people say oh they have the shift on why don't they just go the other way like like it's a magic wand <laughs> you know what i mean you know what we go where the pitch is thrown you know and right. a lot of times uh you know pitchers obviously are going to pitch you where so they can that they can you know force you to hit the ball uh you know in a certain place so you know a lot of times they say oh you should hit the ball the other way because no one is playing you there uh, what if they're, you know, they're, they're carving you in with 98? How are you gonna, how are you supposed to hit the ball the other way when they're, they're pitching you so you can pull the ball and, and you know, and make uh, everything easier for them? So that's the hard part. You know, it's, uh, it's not, it's not that you're playing in, in little leagues and obviously, uh, you know, in the big leagues, there's less mistakes. Uh, pitchers, uh, you know, they execute the pitches and that's why it's so tough on hitters, but, uh, you know, like I say, I, hopefully everything goes back to normal. I don't know if the rules uh, is like is, is up, like are gonna apply that this year, but I'm sure it's gonna help a lot of a lot of hitters to raise their batting average. That's why we we're seeing a lot of low batting average in the big leagues, and uh, that's not fun to watch. Yeah, no. Hey, I gotta ask you one more one on on the on the potential rule change because this one's still being discussed, and it and it became a hot button issue. Uh, in the in the final hours, if you will, of the CBA negotiation, and that's the international draft. And I've heard uh, players from Latin America. Some are dead set against having a draft, and there were others who were proponents of having a draft. Uh, as most people know, you know, you grew up in in Venezuela. What's your take, Cargo, on on whether there should be an international draft or not? Well. Uh, as a Venezuelan player, you know, I'm, I, I can tell you a lot of issues that are happening right now that people probably, probably don't know about it. Uh, and, and the, and the, and the problem that we have right now there is the, you know, the agencies. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are, uh, who are taking advantage of players with, when it comes to percentage, you know, some guys are taking over 50% of their contract, which makes no sense. And, uh, the other issue is, uh, you know, people from jail are getting involved in contracts too. You know, all these bad guys are coming after families and telling their kids that, hey, if we don't, if we don't receive a percentage from your, from your signing bonus, uh, we're gonna hurt your family. So, you know, it's, uh, it's very sad to, you know, to hear that this is, this is still happening, but it's happening. And, uh, you know, if MLB and then the MLBPA can do something about it and help, uh, you know, help the kids that are starting their journey, uh, you know, that'll be amazing. But I don't know if the if the draft is gonna help. Uh, but if but if it does, you know, uh, I'm obviously I'm not against because at the end of the day, uh, we want these kids to have no issues so they can chase their dream and and, and play in the big leagues. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's more complex I think than people realize. Yeah, it's just tough because you know I hear all these things that people are getting shot because of a contract. You know, it's like you know these kids are being working since day one and try to chase their dream, and when it finally comes, you know they sign a professional deal. They got all these people chasing their money and and try to take advantage. So, uh, you know, it's very unfortunately, and uh, hopefully. Uh, you know, MLB and like I said, MLB and MLBPA can do something about it, help these guys, uh, you know, stay safe and obviously their families. Because once we start this journey, you know, uh, 
we're pretty much alone. Uh, we're playing in the minor leagues. We leave everything behind. And the ones that are, that, that really gets affect, uh, affected, uh, is our family members. So, um, anything that they can do will uh, be amazing. And, you know, whatever it is, if, if they want to apply the draft and, uh, you know, protect the players, that's, uh, that's the most important at the end of the day. All right. I got two things left for you. Um, one is a request. I just thought of this because it'd be awesome. Is whether we're, when we're, because you, you do just, you do sneak into Denver at times or when, when the Rockies, you just told me because I never pay attention to the schedule. It's like I, people say, Hey, who, who the Rockies play next? Where are you guys going? I'm like, I don't know. I get on the plane wherever it lands. Uh, you know, I say, <laughs> that sounds, that, that sounds like you right there. <laughs> right. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? But, um, you got to come up and and whether it's me and Jeff, me and Huey, or, or me and Spilly, you got to you got to join us for a game in in the booth, all right? And and just talk right, baseball. That's a bit. Uh, I'm planning to go to Denver soon. You know, I have some okay. practice going on there. So all right. uh, hopefully, hopefully, Naples will be down, and I'm, I'm gonna join you guys, and and we can uh, we can chat before and and during with a with the with the microphone. So. There you go, and and drink and drinks on me after. So there you go. That's you gotta have. Yeah, this is a deal. And uh, and the last one, I think I I think last time you were on with me, I told this one, and we can we can tell it. We'll leave. Uh, I'll I'll just say your your financial advisor, who's also a dear friend of mine. It's one of my all time favorites. You know where I'm going, man. It's one of my all time favorite stories. It was it was one of the rough years for the Rockies. I'm going to set the story up, and the season's over. Uh, you hit like 40 homers that year. You had a typically great year, and you're talking to to our mutual friend Joe. And after this season, because Joe's a funny guy, he's like, "You didn't have that great a year," and you're like, "What do you mean, man? I you know I thought I had a pretty good year." <laughs> and he goes, "You didn't make any tackles." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god clown joke i just I, I we were we were together in arizona he came down and watched me uh on the field and then uh you know it's always funny to think about that story because uh you know he goes you, you didn't make any tacos i'm like how come what do you mean he goes well you play right field you're right by the door when the when the pitchers come out of the bullpen you know you should talk you should talk tackle a couple of times when, <laughs> when they come into the game <laughs> so they don't get hit that bad <laughs> <laughs> that I, I cargo i'm telling you man that is still i cry laughing when i think of that story because because you, you got you also got to know joe and he deadpans he's like you didn't have that great a year you didn't make any tackles and you're like what <laughs> oh my god joe and his things man it's always funny too man but that's not, that's what we talk about you know we always try to have fun you know and during the game and after the game but um you know it's always great to to have good people around you and uh you know joe and all you guys obviously make life a lot easier for me yeah listen you're the best man um i know i speak for a lot of rockies fans we're all rockies fans they were thrilled that uh that you were down working with the kids last week and i and i know they get great joy whenever they they hear that that you're involved and and i know they look forward to seeing you soon man you're the best i love you and uh i, I look forward to seeing you shortly Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And obviously, I want, I want to take this chance to uh, thank all the Rockies fans. I receive a lot of love. They're always supporting me, and, you know, through social media. And I get a lot of messages, and uh, they always get super excited when I wear that uniform. So thanks again. 
it's always a pleasure and uh you know always great to catch up with you and love you man stay safe out there see you soon all right, right? all right cinco i'll talk to you soon man okay yeah, brother. my brother all right man. As always, a big thanks to Carlos Gonzalez, and I think it's awesome that he's around. He's going he's gonna to come up to Denver during the regular season, and uh, Rockies, and we'll all get to see him down in Miami. Colorado's down there in, uh, in South Florida in the month of May. Before we get on out of here, big shout-out. Again, we're taping this on a Wednesday night. Uh, I'll be uh, locked in on Colorado State tomorrow morning taking on Michigan in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Congrats to Nico Medved, David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens, and that, that terrific team, 25-5 and five, uh, through the regular season. And now they get Michigan in the first round. And um, got my fingers crossed. They can play a, a great game and, and knock off the Wolverines. Juwan Howard returns. And I, and I hope for all those teams in the Mountain West, I know Wyoming lost to Indiana, but I'd love to see Boise State, San Diego State, and obviously Colorado State make some noise because that, that was a really good league. And the only way that you can uh, show people around the country, all those folks who are, you know, SEC, Big Ten, you know, Pac-12, whatever it is, ACC, that you're legit is, is to do some damage in the postseason, in the NCAA tournament. And Colorado State um, leading the way with that uh, sixth seed designation. So best of luck to Nico Medved in that group and as well to the Aztecs and also the Broncos, Boise State, and Leon Rice. We will do it again from spring training next week. Tell all your friends, download, subscribe, all that good stuff, and also check out uh, the DNVR boys as well. Take care. Stay safe. Chris Bryant is a Rocky, and Russell Wilson is a Bronco. Pretty damn good week in our uh, part of the world.